Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Prime time on Money FM 89.3. Well, heat waves are becoming more popular across the city with the current mercury readings hitting 36.7 degrees in May. Not popular, but I would say more common, perhaps. Well, okay, popular might not be the right. But heat waves are common during the summer months. Yeah, for sure. And more people are heading to the office. So there is a greater need for Singapore offices to be equipped with cooling systems as well that don't heat up the planet. In our tropical climate, we usually duck into buildings, right? Uh, to get relief. But even as climate control systems get more advanced, not every building in Singapore is a smart building that's built for tracking energy efficiencies. Well, in Asia-Pacific, smart buildings post-COVID are expected to reach $108 million by 2030. And commercial real estate is already recognizing industry innovators like co-working spaces for adopting smart building technologies. As power usage, of course, is bound to serve in business districts as they crank up their air conditioners, what sorts of facilities management systems should offices adopt? We're joined now by Deb Nola. She's CEO and co-founder of Switch Automation. Hi, Deb. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. Now, Deb, studies have shown how buildings represent 39% of global greenhouse gas emissions and that in Europe last year, there were over 220 million energy inefficient buildings. What's the situation like in this part of the world? It's actually the same the world over. Buildings are a, a dramatic user of energy and they also have very little visibility into that. And some of our buildings look shiny and beautiful but the simple fact of the matter is they are responsible for 40% of the world's greenhouse gases 40% of the carbon emissions and 40% of the, the world's energy. Deb, the idea of using buildings of course is uh, to battle climate change is not new but is it still pertinent today? More pertinent than ever. More. I mean you just pointed out in your opening that you know, you're know you going through a heat wave and if I told you that this is the coolest year that you're going to have for the next next 50 years and it's only going to get hotter and hotter and that if we continue to emit carbon at the rate that we are and we continue to ignore the fact that buildings are such a huge um, uh, contributor to that, then we have only ourselves to blame for hotter and hotter summers and until the point becomes where we actually find it difficult to feed the world. The thing is, Deb, in Singapore, there's been quite a thing made of green buildings. And this is, of course, regulated by the authorities. What do you know about green buildings and how green really are they? They So Singapore is actually better than a lot of geographies. The right. BCA has done a very good job of making sure that if you certify a building green, you also have to come back several every few years and actually look at the operations of that building building and recertify whereas in the US the lead system basically you certify a building before it's even built it's it's as designed you get the plaque and then nobody actually checks so the BCA is better than most regulatory environments and you know the Singapore government has a very strong stance towards sustainability but also digital skills and you know one of the unknown benefits huge benefits out of um, moving towards digital buildings is the fact that we're going to create an entire industry that's digitally led. Now, let's talk about smarter technologies in buildings. It costs money, of course, to do this, especially for the ones that are already there. But what kind of savings can they see when they implement all these smarter technologies? 
sure. And, you know, I actually dislike the term smart buildings because it gives everybody an excuse to say, oh, that's not me. So if you look at mm-hmm. a lot of buildings in Singapore, you know, for example, the shop houses, people would say, well, I don't have a smart building. I've got 10 shop houses. So therefore, they're never going to be smart. Therefore, this doesn't apply to me. And then they turn off the radio and they don't listen to this interview. So it's actually digitizing and decarbonizing buildings. And there's a lot of ways that you can save money. So the, the obvious one that everyone thinks about is energy. Mm. But you also save money in maintenance because there are layer and layer and layer of services, which is all driven by manpower going into buildings, you know, dispatching trucks, walking around, doing maintenance, checking up on things, fixing things, replacing equipment. So there's actually a huge benefit in moving to a data-driven posture on how you do your maintenance. So I think, in short, I think you should be able to save 50% of your entire operational budget, not just the energy. Mm. Can you give us an idea of what exactly digital building looks like? What sort of data would you collect, you know, the main data points that would be useful in ensuring that the building is green and the people within the building are also acting in an environmentally friendly manner? Fantastic question. So if you look at a big building in Singapore where the occupancy might be much lower because we're in a post-COVID world where we've moved to a hybrid model of work and so we no longer have those buildings at the kind of occupancy that we had prior to COVID. And if you walk around a building like that, you'll find that that building is operating on the same commissioning control sequences as when the building was first deployed and built and handed over to the owner. So it's not reacting to the climate, it's not reacting to the occupancy, and it's not reacting to the events that are happening in and around the energy grid. But if you looked at a digitally connected building, the building should be able to detect that 90% of the meeting rooms have not been booked today. So why do we need to call those meeting rooms? And if a meeting room is booked, then you would only start to call it 15 minutes before the meeting. And if the meeting didn't turn up and 10 minutes past the, the start time of the meeting, nobody actually came into the room, you could turn it off again. Well, that's a smarter building because Mm. it's digitally connected and it's connecting people counting it's connecting access control it's connecting elevators and it's connecting the BMS and it's reacting we've done some work with a very large landlord in Singapore who knows that when it rains that they can actually adjust the set point on their air conditioning by five or six degrees to improve the comfort of the occupants and to save energy. But most of the BMS systems are actually not sequenced to do that. And so that's what a digitally connected building can do. You provide enterprise software for the digital transformation of real estate. That's what it says on at least one page of your website. Since your system also relies on tech, like most things these days, I'm sure data centers are required to operationalize all of this. So as you and others espouse greener buildings and enable people to monitor their carbon footprints, how do you ensure that the carbon footprint of this digital system is small as well? You are asking smart questions. So Thank you. What we're seeing now is a move towards greener data centres. So everybody knows that data centres are huge energy hogs and there's been a lot of data centres built in Singapore but also adjacent to Singapore. 
but what we're seeing now is a huge trend towards making those data centres greener and much more efficient with their energy. And there's various ways of doing that. And of course, it's up to companies like us to make sure that in our supply chain, we're selecting partners who have a commitment to running a greener data centre. Thank you very much for sharing your insights with us. Deb Noller is the CEO and co-founder of Switch Automation, joining us here on Powering Your Property on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.